0: Let's face it, as consumers, we don't know what we don't know. Finances are an intricate puzzle. If you miss even one small piece, it can make a big difference and become out of focus. Welcome to Your Finances Know You Can with Wesley Forster, President and Senior Financial Strategist at HSI Financial Group. In this podcast, Wes and his dedicated team of financial professionals provide the guidance you need to build your ideal financial lifestyle and reach your goals. Stop flushing money down the drain and losing it needlessly and unnecessarily. Join in as Wes empowers you to arrive at your destination and swap uncertainty for confidence and choose where you want to go. Now, on to the show.
1: Some people will tell you insurance is just for when you die, but they would be wrong. There is much more to it, which raises the questions, have you ever had an analysis done of your needs, and do you have what fits your needs? HSI's Wes Forster and Devin Chima dissect the whys and wherefores of insurance and the role it can play in your financial plans. Wes, kick us off.
2: Yeah, so we got Devin joining us today, and we had had Blake a couple weeks ago. And so we want to, we want to, let's get a little background from Devin, where he began before we get started, but we dive right into this. So Devin, give us a little history on your tenure here with HSI, please.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with you for coming up on five years now, actually, almost. It's been quite an experience getting to go through the the whole ranks of the company, I'd say, starting up at the front desk, going to the back office and dealing with client meetings now. Really got to experience the whole flow of the company, I'd say. And it's been quite a contrast because when I started, I was still finishing up school, which was a good opportunity for me to kind of blend that education into actual work experience. It's quite different as you can imagine. I mean, when you're in school, it's a lot of uh, number crunching and, and reading from textbooks. And then when you actually get the experience of dealing with someone, especially like Wes, where he has that 38 years now of experience, you can really be a sponge and absorb a lot of that. So that's what I've been doing for the last five years and going, and it's been a treat so far and keep keep looking onwards.
2: Good, good, good. And we've had lots of conversation about that. It'd be fun to talk more about it, but we got other things we're going to have to discuss today that I think the the consumer, the client, the, prospect, the prospective client is, is interested in. And some of the things that we see that again, we shake our head and feel sorry for people in some cases. And, and another ones are just kind of, you're doing it to yourself and you're missing out. And and the only people that it ever hurts is you. It doesn't hurt the person that's apparently working for you. It hurts you. It's money out of your pocket. That's what we talk about losing money needlessly and unnecessarily, but it's also the connection between the financial plan and the needs analysis. So why why don't you explain a little bit about that too, Devin?
3: Yeah. So when you're looking at the, the needs analysis, we'll start with, I mean, that's really important. And a lot of people just miss it for lack of a better term, though. There's insurance for a reason and people need to know what that reason is. And you can't get that reason without a needs analysis. So when you're looking at someone's overall plan, you need to make sure that the insurance they have in this case fits with their plan. So you'll look at someone and, and say, um, what is the purpose of the insurance? How long do they need the insurance for Who who's it going to benefit if they're not there? And that all goes into this whole needs analysis to make sure that we're getting not only the proper amount, but the proper kind of insurance. So to to give you an example, we've had, uh, we had a client of ours, and they came and saw us and they had uh, pretty apparent after looking at it, even quickly that they were short on insurance. Uh, and the insurance that they did have wasn't set up correctly. And then that was all because the advisor they were dealing with prior did not complete a proper needs analysis. So
2: when you say short, what do you mean by short? Where were they short?
3: Uh, they were short in a couple of ways. A big one was they didn't have enough insurance. And the, the second to, to, way...
2: To support what?
3: Yeah, so g- good point. So they didn't have enough insurance to support their family if they weren't there. So if something happened to this client in this case... There was not enough insurance in place to support his wife and then his, I believe he had a son at the time. And if he didn't, he had one shortly after and there wasn't enough insurance to cover them in the event he wasn't around to provide for them because he was the sole provider for that family.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and of course I know that case that you're referring to. And, and as we recall, there was the, the premiums that were put into place. It was just, it was kind of a, let's just say, let's put it this way. Sometimes the, the advisor tends to benefit more than the client does. In this particular case, that unfortunately is true. The needs were not met, right? Isn't that what we're saying? Yeah. yeah. And the costs, he couldn't possibly put the other stuff, what he needed in place because of the cost of the program that he was in. And of course it was sold to him based on where the consumer, I don't know, buffaloed into doing something is when the, you find something that kind of, it's their hot button, as certain marketing organizations will call it. And uh, that's unfair because you can't make a really good financial decision if you're just looking at the person's hot button and not providing the information that they need. And in this particular case, it's, it's almost sinful again because they needed quite a bit more insurance. He was a professional and, and like Devin says, if something happens to him, he can't be there. And, sh- and the wife is raising this newborn child. And actually they had another one on the way. Shortly after that, you know that conversation too, for that matter. There's a lot of holes in the plan, and you can tell when you're looking at it. As Devon says, it's apparent that nobody really did a needs analysis, and if we ask for one, they might say that they have one, but it's not there. It doesn't exist, and that's to your disadvantage if you're the consumer. Seriously. What are some of the other ones that you can think of, Devin, that uh, that could be a disadvantage to you or the connections? Let's talk about the connections between the plan, the, the uh, needs analysis and other, the shareholders agreements and wills and all that good stuff. What are, maybe you can bring that together for us.
3: Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, really, I'd say there's a lot of connections, but it's really everything is connected at the end of the day. So when you're looking at, let's use an example of a business owner. So as Wes is saying, they have most business owners, if they don't, they should have a shareholders agreement in place. And that shareholders agreement can speak to insurance in the company and how that insurance is funded and what's going to happen with that insurance if someone passes away. So aside from just the needs analysis in the within the insured individual there, now there's the whole flow of it where who's paying for that insurance? How's that insurance going to be used if someone passes away? Is it going to be used to pay for the spouse to to pay out her shares? And is that going to be done in a tax efficient way? There's all those things that have to be looked at, and it's all connected with one another. Another really big example is uh, looking at West Louis, say, what's the best kind of insurance? And it's the insurance that's there when you need it. So when we're looking at that as an example, I've had a couple clients that HSI has that have come to us after when they need to make a claim. Unfortunately, something happens and they come out and they say, I wish I got more because now they maybe didn't have enough as they should have had or they couldn't afford enough or their hindsight's twenty twenty. So you really want to make sure that all those different pieces are connected. You have the right amount, the right kind, enough, because if it's not there when you need it, it's just, it's not going to work out in your favor. Guys,
1: how do clients react when you tell them they don't have enough insurance or they have the wrong insurance?
2: Well, that's a good question. What often happens is that people will say, there's a number of things that they'll bring up. And one that I get a giggle out of is, when people say, I don't believe in insurance, and I'm thinking, what, 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 I don't understand that. It's not a religion. It's This is a, what we could call a necessary evil, if that's the way you want to look at. It. But that's one of the reactions. Another reaction is that, oh, that's I, I can't believe the numbers. Of course, then you have to break. That's what the needs analysis does. It breaks it down. So you can look at all of your numbers. This is your household. This is your family, or it's your business. And then which ones am I concerned about covering? So the question then becomes, it's not just, here's the insurance that's going to fix that problem. The question is, if you didn't have the insurance and that problem reared its ugly head, how would you take care of it? Because there's more than one way to skin the cat. Absolutely. You can self-insure. That's another way to do it. And we certainly look at that possibility too. Could you self-insure in an event like this? Okay. Oftentimes you can't. And what I mean by that is, is that it comes, it doesn't come at the best possible time. We talked about that a few oh, weeks ago, Patrice, when I said, you're going to die the good way or you're going to die the bad way. <laughs> you don't know when it's going to happen and you don't know what situation that you're going to be in at the time. For example, you own real estate and, and in Canada, what happens if you own real estate and it could be revenue, real estate, it, it, you're, you're deemed to have disposed of that. Unless of course, it's going going to roll over to your spouse. If it's not, then you're deemed to have disposed of it. And now all of a sudden you've got a tax bill. So now what are you going to do? Maybe the markets are real, real good like they are right now. And you could turn around and sell it just to pay the tax bill, but maybe you don't want to sell it. Maybe it's such a great asset. I don't want to sell that asset. So I pay for the, the tax bill with the insurance. Okay. So they don't see that. And typically when the consumer actually sees those things, it's not just you trying to sell them insurance. It's you Or or in this case, it's the the, the people at HSI sharing with them all the information that they need with the analysis to make a really good financial, sound financial decision. Like Devin is saying, it's what I keep drilling into people it's the best insurance you can buy is the insurance that's in place when you need it. Okay. And and then it goes to the next step. Is it the right kind of insurance? And is it, a, is it economically viable? And we have that conversation with folks and then they go, yeah, I can see your point. And then you get the ones that are just really difficult to deal with. I've gone this far without it and I don't need it. Great. There's not much else I can do or we can say to you to help you to understand that when that 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 situation arises. It's not necessarily going to be you that's going to have to deal with it. Right. And in fact, in my book, what I wrote in the book, Know You Can, is when I talked about insurance in there, when it comes to your family, it's more about how much we care about our family and the love that we have for our family. That's what insurance really is all about. And that's not a guilt trip. That's reality. If we really care about somebody, those things are taken care of. I Many years ago, I used to call it your daddy duty. Now it's just, it's what we need to do to take care of each other and we care about each other. So that's why it's there. Now, can we have those heartwarming stories with folks? Yeah, sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. Some folks realize it. It's just, I'll tell you, for us, it's really a a joy to work with folks that get it, understand it. And then the ones that don't, they've never had that opportunity to sit down and really take a good, hard look at it. That's what we're going to do for you. We're going to give you that opportunity to give it a good, hard look at it. And you probably will have a, a different perspective on it, if you will, when you had all the opportunity to say, oh yeah, I never thought about those taxes. Oh yeah, I never thought about this. And I never thought about that. That's what we're there for. And this is the experience that our team brings to the table. Devin talks about his, he's been with us now going on five years. And I'll tell you what, that fresh look for, from somebody like him, when he's in the meetings with us in our group meetings, and we're talking about these different things, makes a it's, it's huge. He's got some things that, that he brings to the table that we forget about. Same with Blake and Andrew, but we're also sitting down and we're having that conversation as a, not, not necessarily the whole group, but typically there's a couple of people in our meetings with the clients when they come in. So they know it's not just one person that's looked at this. It's several people that have looked at it. So yeah, that's a good point. I feel sorry for folks and more so I feel sorry for the ones that are left behind. Mm-hmm. Devin talks about the, the shareholders agreements and how they're funded. People don't think they, they throw them together they don't think about how it's going to be funded. I want to leave things for my children. And it's all kinds of mixed and variable feelings about that, too. Like I don't some, I don't want to leave anything for the kids. I want to leave this much for the kids. I want to make sure they don't have to pay the taxes. They'll say, What's the best way to do it, Wes? And my response to that is it's not right or wrong. Okay. It comes from the heart, what you want to do. It's not right or wrong though how much you leave your kids or don't leave your kids, your kids, the best. So you got to make that decision based on this information. So here's the hard numbers. Now you got to come to grips with your emotions when they, when you apply that. So the other thing is Devin, what we ought to talk about too, is, is the different kinds of insurance. You know, there's, for example, with the disability insurance, and you'll, you can think of some other ones with disability insurance, you have disability insurance to, 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 to take care of your income, but you also have disability for the shareholders agreement. Maybe you can go and explain some of these different ones.
3: Yeah. So I would, uh, I'd say that most people we talk to, most of our clients, a lot of them, um, they know what insurance is to a very minor degree to to a very consumer level, but they don't know what it can do or what the different options are. So as Wes is saying, you can have People know of standard life insurance. If you have life insurance in a corporation or if someone says, I have insurance in my company, 95% of the time they have a life insurance policy or something to that effect. They don't realize that there's also, as Wes is saying, disability insurance in a company. If you become disabled, that company might want an income for your for your loss of work, right? So that can come through monthly payments. You can even get a lump sum or the company can, I should say, if you become disabled. I mean, there's critical illness insurance with a lot, which a lot of people are are aware of standard life insurance can come in different ways as well, right? Whether it's permanent or term insurance. And then people also are unaware of the different advantages that come with insurance, right? That's the people know what insurance is, but they don't know what it can do. They don't know about tax shelter capacities. They don't know about how efficient it can be to pass money on to your children or your grandchildren or whatever might be the case. I mean, a lot of people, we have a client I can think of right now where he's a uh, you know, pretty substantial income and he's looking at ways to shelter more money maxed out everything he can through traditional routes. So now you can look at setting up some sort of insurance policy. One, because he needs insurance. It's a great way to pass money on to his kids or future grandkids, as I mentioned, but it's also a way for him to shelter some investment growth in the meantime.
2: And when you talk about the disability too inside the corporation, it can fund a buy-sell agreement. It can also, like what Devin was saying, is it's it's, you got to replace, you, you might be paying for that employee that's disabled, but you also might have to replace that disabled employee for one or two or three years. So that helps to, to uh, lessen that, that blow financially on the company, the burden on the company. And we miss these things. And, and again, you think that you can skate through, and many times you can. But when you look at, especially as we get a little bit older, we get up to that 45, 50-year uh, range, uh, that's when we're more susceptible to that injury, that, that possibility of, of a disability that's going to last for two or three years. We need to be prepared for that. We don't want to bury a company with that. And again, comes at the worst possible time. So you got office overhead insurance, if you, for different reasons, but that same person the director of the company is, takes ill, is disabled, takes a big chunk of the, it could be the doctor, for example, or it could be the consultant of a consulting firm. He has a lot of other staff and whatnot that's, or she, that makes that company go and he becomes disabled. You still got the office overhead. You want to keep the company going, maybe be disabled for a year or two. You got to replace somebody. We don't think about those things until it happens, but you sure hear about the stories when it happens and you aren't prepared for it. Then I wished I would would have done this. And I wished I would have done that. As Devin was saying earlier about people who like I think about one gentleman. We basically twisted his arm when we're doing the financial plan that he needs to think about critical illness insurance. Now that particular one, his wife, she in fact, uh, suffered from a, a cancer, and uh, she thankfully she got through it. She survived, but it paid out immediately, and it gave him, gave the, the whole family this feeling of uh, freedom, if you will, because she now they were their kids were younger, and she now could uh, bring somebody in to help. He could bring somebody in to help. He still is working, and and that insurance paid for that. They couldn't have done that if that that wasn't in place. That would have been very stressful for them. The only thing he said to me is, I remember delivering the check, and he said to me, this is fantastic. The only thing I wished I would have listened to you and taken a little bit more. And it was actually quite a bit more. And then after that, he actually added more onto his. These are real stories. This is, these things, we see it all too often. We see the positive ones. We see the negative ones. Unfortunately, there's more negative than there are positive positive and that's just based on sheer mass numbers, that the, the, the amount of clientele that we bring in, but the numbers are too high. And we're, as an industry again, doggone it, we've got to smarten up. We can't be negligent on these matters. And we can't have this narrow focus on one kind of insurance because then you get loaded up with too much of one thing and you can't put those other things that are in place that are equally as important. It's a balanced plan. It's not about like we talked about specializing and we have people that specialize in one kind of insurance. So if you go see that person, that's the kind of insurance that you're going to end up with may not be right for you. There's no analysis done that needs overall needs analysis done for you business as well as personal or just personal. You may not have a business. It's really important. If I can stress anything, have a needs analysis done, make sure it's connected to the entire plan, not just one part of the plan the entire plan? How does it work? And is it economically viable? We've said over and over again, is that if you're not 100% sure that this has been taken care of for you, if you feel that this has been missed, and I think that you you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, just to make sure that you have addressed this, okay? And somebody has provided a written needs analysis, and they can go through and explain it to you. Now you can make the right decisions.
1: Two questions. One, (laughs) Do advisors generally know about more than just term insurance and life insurance? And two, mm-hmm. are there requirements? Say you're setting up, I don't know, a, a, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, an LLC, whatever. Are there requirements for a minimum amount of insurance?
2: No, there's not. And, and, and I'll tell you what, another one that brings jumps to my mind too when you ask that question is what about when there's a divorce and separation and there's payments for that, for maintenance for the children and uh, spousal support. What happens if that person passes away is there something in place and was it set up properly was that was the spouse protected properly with the right kind of with, with the right kind of beneficiary designation but no there's no minimum there what was the first question
1: actually maybe devin should answer this one mm-hmm. do advisors understand the difference mm-hmm. between types of insurance
3: it's I don't, I don't want to ever put a blanket over all advisors but most of them Unfortunately, even if they understand the difference, they'll tend to do what's easiest or in their best interest, as Wes said before. So to give you an example, again, on that, we have a client of ours who owns a company with his brothers, and they recently came to us probably about two years ago now. And when we were looking at their existing insurance that was in place, the insurance that they had on themselves, the insurance that him and his brothers had on themselves within the corporation And insurance that they put in place on their kids and grandkids was all very similar, if not identical policies. Now, I can tell you by looking at it, that did not meet their need. It might have for the two of them as a couple, but it wasn't the right insurance for the company and it wasn't the right insurance for the grandkids or for the kids. But for the insurance advisor, to go back to your question, he said I would paraphrase, but he said to them, basically, let's do this all at once. Let's get everything set up. Let's just keep it consistent because it's easier. But I mean, it was easier for him, not for them. So he might have known different kinds of insurance. He might have been aware of what the best thing to do would have been, but he just didn't do it because it wasn't in his best interest at the end of the day. And that more commonly than not, unfortunately, you'll also see as Wes is talking about corporations, there's something called key man insurance, right? If you're, that's the disability or it can be life insurance. If, if you're a key man to the corporation or a key person to the corporation, if something happens to you, the corporation wants insurance in place. There's some times where that's not a good fit. If you're a, If you're a sole proprietor, call it a professional corporation where you're a one man operation, there is no key man insurance because you are the company. If something happens to you, the company is done for lack of a better term. Right. So if you have someone that has key man insurance in a corporation like that, it doesn't always make sense. And, and they don't know that. So the advisor just kind of pushes it on them and, and they don't know any better.
2: So and to extend that a little bit further too, when it comes down to knowing all the different types and how, how, what the needs are. The other thing that we bring into the equation, as far as our team is concerned, we have an actuary that we work with. He's an independent actuary and he knows his insurance. He knows all the concepts. And that's, those are, those are things that I really am very cautious about because we see that too often. One, another one of those deals where it benefits, maybe the person that sold it to the person, sold it to the consumer, doesn't benefit the consumer. Be, some of them work, some of them are very valid, but if, you mm-hmm. know, you have to really sit down and diagnose that whether or not it is in fact beneficial to you, beneficial to your company, beneficial to your family. That's that quite frankly is quite disturbing, but we bring him into certain cases <laughs> and, and get his opinion on them. But we also are bringing our accountants and sometimes even the lawyers, we bring them in. It's part of the team. If we're not comfortable with something, we'll bring them in. Uh, And even sometimes, even if it's it's just a a feeling of something's missing here, or we're suspicious, we bring them in. Okay. So it's a team effort and you you can take comfort in that, that it's not going to be just uh, this slap it on a piece of paper. It looks good. It's got to be more than just looking good. Another thing I want to say before we get off the line too, is the types of insurance, especially when we start talking about life insurance but there's a lot of, this can be applied to disability and it could be applied to critical illness insurance as well. And some of the other ones that we were talking about where I compare them to renting a house and owning a house. So when you own a house, you've got equity in it. And that's more of your permanent insurance, like your whole life and your turn or your, your universal life. Those are permanent insurances. That's like owning a house and you've got equity in it. And there's benefits to that, but we can't always start especially if it's a young company, like when you're a young family, you can't always just immediately go out and buy the house. Some people are fortunate enough that they can, but you still have the need. you got to put a roof over your head. So you rent the house to begin with. And that's the, the progression of things. That's the way you need to think about it. So these things have their, there's a reason for, for, for many of those things too. And yes, there's no doubt that the insurance company wants to make money doing this too. They have to, because if they're not making money doing this, then they can't pay the claims. So, yes, the insurance company is making money at it. And they better be making a lot of money because they're big insurance policy claims that they have to pay. So it's not a sin. And that's, that's a different way of looking at it, that it's not the big, bad insurance company. We want them on our side. I guess if you wanted to sum it up, it's, it's a matter of, as we were talking here, it's, there's, it's very dynamic. It's not uh, one size fits all. That's really important. It's, there's a lot of different products out there. Insurance companies are all jockeying for, to be number one and have new and interesting products. You've got to dissect those products. There's not much that they can all do though. They're all, they all have to pay the same kind of salaries to their staff. They all have rent that they've got to pay. They have to use all the same actuarial tables. There's only so much they can do. So then what happens is they start coming out with some things that are, they kind of, they can be confusing. And then it could look really, oh, wow, this is really good. This is great. This is fantastic. Just to learn later that it didn't suit my needs at all. Nobody really undressed it. So the person that sometimes, and I I don't want to sound like we're completely, there's a lot of really good people out there that do what we do. Okay. There's a lot of people that care equally as HSI cares about their clients. It's just that some of them are just not educated to do it. They're not guided to do it. So they become a one trick pony. So I don't want to bash the heck out of them, but just be careful. That's all I can say. Get a proper analysis done. Make sure that person, you ask lots of questions. That's huge. Ask, don't be afraid or embarrassed. You're not expected to know. They're expected to tell you. Okay. And that should, if there's going to be an assumption, which I don't like, but if there's going to be one, assume that you're entitled to all of that because you are. Okay. Don't assume that they're going to share everything with you. So ask the questions.
1: Now you mentioned new insurance products. How mm-hmm. are there a lot of them that come out every year and how do you oh, yeah. deal with that?
2: Oh yeah. So it's, I'll tell you, you see, for, from our perspective, what we do is we pick uh, when we pick the companies that we do insurance in business with, and then we're talking living benefits and death benefits, not the investment uh, products or, or pensions and things like that. We do the same thing there too, but let's just talk about those because that's the topic. We First, we pick the companies that we want to do business with. We want to pick the most reputable the businesses that we can do business with. We, they're all, they are all have in Canada a, a backstop called Assuris which guarantees certain things. That's really important too, which is comforting as well. But I don't want to be jumping through hoops with a smaller company that has to go through possibly a receivership or something like that. So I'm picking the bigger companies. And and, and then we, we create a relationship, which is really important with those insurance companies too, with their underwriters. Because you got with it a policy, an insurance policy that has been properly underwritten, unlike a group insurance policy, which is not underwritten. So you don't know if there's going to be a claim or not, if you're just a member of a group. Okay, they determine your whether or not it's a valid claim after the event has taken place. That's not necessarily terribly reassuring. But when you have a, a policy in your hand that was underwritten, now you have guarantees. It's a unilateral contract. That means that you know, it's pretty much incumbent on the insurance company, aside from a couple of things, it's incumbent on the insurance company to pay the, the claim, okay? unless there was fraud or some other mishap. That's critical. The, so I pick the, the underwriters. They know us. We go to the underwriters and the, the underwriters come back with a, with a, with a problem. They say, oh, we got this report from the doctor. We, we looked this up and this isn't consistent. Can it be explained? They have to trust us that we're going to give them the straight goods on that. Now, if it's a brand new underwriter that doesn't know us, they're going to be suspicious. So it's really important that you have that consistency with your, the, the companies that you're working with. That's how we pick the companies. Okay, and I completely got off track with your question. (laughs)
1: That's all right. We'll get there. Yeah, new new products, new products, new
2: products. So then, of course, so if you're dealing with thank you, these companies that we we pick that we selected, they're coming out with new products all the time. So when they bring out the new product, we sit down with their the people that designed the product and the the uh, wholesalers and go through the product we aren't going to go out and flog that product until we completely understand it. So what I have our people doing, so it'd be Andrew. And at some point in time, we're going to get Andrew on the phone with us and do a podcast with him on the phone, do a podcast. Okay. Something like that. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, I did that. Anyways, we would turn Andrew loose on that and and make sure that we understand every aspect of that product. Mm -hmm. And then we learn that, holy cats, it's, 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 you need the computers and and illustrations and everything else to try and figure this thing out. And then some of the the fancy things that you can do with it. Sometimes we just don't need fancy. Okay. And it's fancy because it's there to, to speak to some of those concerns that the consumer has about their reluctance to to step Mm -hmm. into a program. Okay. And I think sometimes it just makes a lot of sense to to keep it simple, stupid, but you still need to look at those products. If you don't, you're, you're, you're not, you're not doing your job Mm -hmm. and you can't speak to it. And then when you do see something and you are a little suspicious, you need to understand that product. You don't want to just throw shade on the product because you don't understand it. You better understand it and then speak to it. Okay. But yeah, there's a lot of products that you've got to educate yourself. That's time consuming. That's the benefit that we have at HSI because Andrew is dedicated to making sure that he understands the product thoroughly. And then he brings that intel back to the, the group and, and we discuss it together. So that's a benefit to us. And it's not just when we undress it, we're undre- we're, we're seriously undressing. We're, un- we're, we're opening up that package and looking inside, deep inside. So it's not just the insurance company coming to us and telling us about all the wonderful things and whistles and bells that go along with it. It's the, oh, what what about that? And what about that? Okay. So yeah, caution. It's it's all about being cautious and it's about getting the job in detail completed. Now you come back again, as I said earlier, and you can make a wise financial decision on that information and everybody feels better. So it brings that peace of mind that, that somebody actually, in fact, did that for me. I can see it. I understand it. And now I feel good with my decision. And I think that's what most of us want to do. And then what we end up doing is we we start to trust certain people. And um, yeah, that gets a little suspicious too. We know who we talked about there too, Patrice, the yeah. brother-in-law.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Devin, we've got great conversations about the hypothetical brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Devin, we got,
2: we got a lot of inside stories because that's all we could do with COVID.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yep, have any, any
1: any story to leave us on a positive note, Devin?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, to, on, on a positive note. Okay. I mean, I'll just elaborate on what Wes was saying before and that I know I've heard him say this on, on previous episodes, but we always tell our clients and everyone that you don't know what you don't know. And that's true in everything in a financial plan, but I'd say especially true in insurance. Really, just because, like I said, insurance can be very complex. People never know everything there is to know about it. And then the, the positive note I would take away from that is most people that come in, they are missing something. They don't know something. They Whether it's insurance that they already have or insurance that they don't have. And most of the time, by completing the proper needs analysis, like Wes is talking about before you can really address those problems. You can really get people leaving with a smile on their face and knowing that they now have something proper in place and what they need going forward.
2: Yeah, and I did the right, I did, I walked away and I can say to myself, I did the right thing. I I feel, I'm feeling really comfortable with my decision. And that's, I'll tell you what, when you see people walking out of a room like that, Patrice and Devin says, has that smile on their face and they feel like, yeah, I, I made the right decision. And then you sit down with them a year later and they still feel that they've made the right decision. And, and sometimes, granted, this is why we do progress meetings. Sometimes we have to make an adjustment to it, okay? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't need that insurance on a go for it. You can reduce your insurance as things change in your life. But you got to have somebody on your side that's looking at those things. So the positive thing is, uh, I can't speak with every other company out there, but we're, we're saying to you, we're, we throw our hat in the ring, and we're going to take care of that for you. We're going to, we're going to step up to the plate here. So how can listeners reach you, Wes? They can reach us. They can start out with, if they want to just email us and they have a question or they want to organize a, arrange a a meeting with Blake or Devin or myself or Andrew, they can contact us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com. You can find us on our website at hsifinancial.com. And uh, you can call us at 403-269-4640. Or they can call us on the toll-free line at 1-888-816-7020. And keep in mind that we, we do business from BC to Ontario and all the provinces in between. That's it. That's where you... And listen to our podcast. There's a lot of valuable information in there. Go back and listen to some of the previous ones and, uh, and, and follow get in the touch. podcast.
1: Yeah, follow the podcast.
2: Follow the get podcast. in touch. Call, 100%. email, yeah.
1: Yeah. share. Share with friends, share. family, and colleagues.
2: That's what I say to folks is, and we write letters to them and we're sharing information. We're saying, share this with people who you care about. Yes. How should I tell them? I'll tell you how you tell them. Just hook them up with the, the link to the podcast. That's, that's how you share with them. If you care about them, you, they deserve that little helping hand from you, I think.
1: Good thought to end this on. I'm Patrice Socora, and let's talk again later.
0: Thank you for listening to Your Finances Know You Can, the show that teaches you what you don't know about your finances. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit hsifinancial.com, email us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com or give us a call at 403-269-4640 or 1-888-816-7020. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted does not represent any consumer or individual. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, qualified financial planner, or qualified service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.